0: Welcome back to CrimeFiction.fm, where we bring the authors of today's best books directly to you. I'm your host, Stephen Campbell, and I'm here with Robert Krace, the award-winning and New York Times best-selling author of the iconic Elvis Cole series, the 16th of which, The Promise, was released earlier this week. Robert, welcome.
1: It's great to be here. Thank you. It's
0: a pleasure to chat with you. It's a, it's a thrill. I remember where I was when I bought the first Elvis Cole novel and uh it's it's one of those weird things but you have kept readers waiting a little bit for this one it's been a couple of years since the last release
1: i wanted to make sure this was this was right i mean this was a more complicated book than usual because i was bringing uh elvis and joe together with um my new character uh L- characters lapd canine officer scott james and his and his german shepherd maggie and it was it was it was important to me not to just because um, look I mean the reality is a couple of private eyes would never w- work together with with uh, a canine officer and his dog the canine officer and, and and his dog would have nothing to do with with those guys so I wanted to create a, a an absolutely believable scenario that would allow those four characters to come together and force them to work together. And um, and and that yeah, I have to admit it. That took me a little, a little, a few false starts to get there. But but I think I achieved it, and uh, and the promise is the result.
0: I I would say that you totally pulled it off. The promise is outstanding and was certainly worth the wait. Um, what what was it like to to bring all of your characters together like this? I mean, it's a it's really well, it's a, like an ensemble cast.
1: Yeah, it 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 is it. The, the canvas was much broader on uh, on this one because uh, uh you know there were so many players but i wanted to do it because i when i was writing suspect my last book that's that's the book in which i i created uh, k9 maggie and her handler scott james uh, i fell in love with them and i fell in love with 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 their relationship you know that that dog human bond that that's so special and I felt that, uh, there was just so much more to be, to be ex- explored and, and there was so much more that they could give me as the writer and, and also to hopefully my, my readers that I, I knew even before I finished suspect that I, I, I had to, I had to find this way to bring, bring them across their paths with, with, uh, with Elvis and Joe. It, it, uh, uh, and it and it led to because there's there's so many of them it, it led to a situation in the promise where of course there's multiple storylines there's there's Elvis uh, Elvis's storyline when he's trying to find this missing woman uh, Amy Breslin uh who who and and, and it's her conceit that gets us off and running uh and then there's uh you know Scott and Maggie's uh, uh, storyline, because, because, you know, Scott does something completely different. He's a canine officer, and his job is different than Elvis Cole's. But uh, I, So I created these these parallel storylines, and then, and then uh, you know, they, they eventually come together because, um, you know, they need each other to do what they need to do.
0: It has to be interesting. I mean, you talked about exploring new things, and and one of the things that that you explore, and I suspect it was explored in The Suspect as well, was writing from the perspective of a dog. Uh,
1: Yeah, that was, for me, (laughs) unexpected and very, very special. Um, When I began uh, researching the human-canine bond, Long, pro- long before I wrote *Suspect*, or even conceived I wasn't looking for a story. I, um uh, I, I had actually lost a dog, and I was and I was suffering terrible grief, and I, and I began the research simply to understand what I was going through and and why our relationship had been as close as it as it was, and and I found that research fascinating, and that led to. Um, doing a lot of study into into dog cognition and canine behavior um, canine perception why dogs do what they do why we bond with dogs and and I found that um, just fascinating world and the, and the more Research I did, and the more I learned about, uh, for example, military dog handlers and the relationship they have with uh, military working dogs, and police canine handlers and the relationship they have with their canine partners, uh, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I, I knew, uh, I felt it in my soul that that could result in a terrific crime novel, a terrific thriller. These were characters I wanted to write about and explore. That led to to, to, to Suspect and the creation of, uh, of Scott and Maggie. And as I was writing the book, I, I wanted Maggie to be a real dog. I didn't want her to be, you know, Scooby-Doo, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, a, 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 sh- a short comedian wearing a fur coat. <laughs> uh, I wanted her to be real, and that was out of respect for what people actually feel for their dogs. Um, and I think it did that, and I found it fascinating to write from her point of view because those scenes are, are written as honestly and as accurately as, as I could based on our present understanding of, of dog cognition and dog behavior and perception. And I think readers responded to it because of that. I mean, Maggie is, is a real dog. And when people read it, they understand it. They sense it, and they see their own dogs and their dogs' behavior in in Maggie, which is a wonderful thing.
0: Uh, in, in your research for this, did you do you find that the uh, the the police officers that work with these dogs do they understand the perception? Do they understand all of the things that your research uh, had taught you?
1: Absolutely, they do. They work with it every day. Uh, they understand why the dogs see. Dogs are very simple compared to us. Dogs uh, do what they do to either uh, please us or, or, or save us. <clears throat> a dog is, is, is uh, down in the DNA, a dog is a pack animal. Uh, the dog bonds with someone and responds to that person, uh, and you become that dog's family, hence pack, the whole notion of, of, of pack. Mm-hmm. And, and canine handlers who train their dogs every day, and by the way, you know, the, 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 the level of training of, of the, the patrol dogs at the LAPD canine platoon is amazingly intensive. It is ongoing seven days a week. These dogs are trained to such a high level of sophistication. It appears to be thought and judgment. It isn't really. It's, it's, st- it's small training segments that are stacked together. But the way to keep the dogs sharp is to train them every day and they do these these officers work uh work like dogs but they 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 understand what motivates the dog and that's how they and they use those motivations to train the dog uh so that because you know after all they're often in situations where their lives depend upon that dog and uh vice versa so they very they very well understand exactly what Scott James in the books understands, and what you know readers of the books will understand about dogs and dog motives when they read the book.
0: One of the things that I found fascinating as I was reading it was the first time we were inside Maggie's head. I didn't realize it. It was I I, I realized we were inside her head, but it, it was so well done that there was no sense of, we're inside a dog's head here. This is from the dog's perspective. It, it was later on when I was thinking about some of the things that were in her mind, like, this is fun, this is play for her, where it's work for everyone else. And I'm like, wow, you know, how did he pull that off without me realizing we're inside the dog's head? It, it, it should have jarred me, but it didn't. You have just paid
1: me the ultimate compliment. I mean, you really have because, I mean, that, that was the goal. It has... It, it, <clears throat> It, it has to feel natural and right uh, because to the best of my ability, it is natural and, and, and right those those things that are that are pretty the the, the difficulty uh, what there was of it was in it was in translating those things into actual human language because you know we're I'm a human and I'm writing a thing and you're a human and you're reading it mm-hmm. uh, was in making that transition, but in trying to make it appear or feel. Uh, seamless and natural and normal, that you would just fall into Maggie's thought pattern, and and it would make sense to you and feel right to you. And I I, I actually uh, I, I worked very very hard to to try to pull that off and try to achieve that effect.
0: Well, since I'm one of probably millions of people that have been reading these books for years, I, I've got a question that that has always. Been in my mind, and what was it like, or what was the thought process behind spinning out Joe Pike into his own series? Because he was such a great sidekick. Uh, did did you was there any concern that he couldn't carry this on his own?
1: Well, um, the first of the Joe Pike novels was The Watchman, but the first time. Um, uh, I I broke the, the 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 Elvis Cole point of view and and wrote from Joe's point of view was in a book I wrote um, called L.A. Requiem, mm-hmm. which I believe was my eighth novel. Uh, and I knew though that was not you know Joe's primary book. Elvis was still the, the main character. Uh, I, I I believed from those scenes that Joe could. Could carry an entire novel himself the the the, the thing that I wrestled with thing like Elvis, as you know um, you know his his scenes are all first person mm-hmm. Elvis is the narrator um, well <laughs> that's because Elvis is verbal and he can be the, the narrator joe doesn 't say very much, <laughs> so it, it, you know if, if, if he was the first person narrator of, of of scenes, you know the book would be two pages long but in, in once I accepted the fact that I could tell I should tell Joe's story third person like we're we're sort of this the third person kind of omniscient viewer of Joe uh, that opened him up for me and I find him such a compelling character an interesting character that I wanted to give him center stage. I worked my way up to it over the course of several years, but that resulted in The Watchman, and then I was off and running. Uh, because I, I love being in Joe Pike's head. It's way different than being in Elvis's head. It's a, <laughs> it's a very strange experience. But I, uh, I love it so much that, in fact, the, 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 the next book that I'm gonna, working on is, is going to be uh, another Joe book. He's, uh, he's back center stage and starring in his own book with a big assist from John Stone.
0: Well, that is, that's terrific. I remember when the first Joe Pike book came out. My initial thought was disappointment because it wasn't an Elvis book. And then I read it, and it's like, oh my! You know, this is this <laughs> is perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. That so that was my feeling when I was writing it. See, I mean, once I was into the writing of that book, and, and I'm and I'm thinking, wow, this is like fun. I mean, this is like great uh, because Joe is Joe's a very complex character and now he doesn't he doesn't talk enough to convey it in the way he speaks but by a letting by letting myself go inside him and telling his story uh from the outside uh I find him a, just a fascinating character to to write and and you know because Joe's the way he is he's the he's the edgier darker more obviously dangerous of of these two characters mm-hmm. uh you know, he, well, I mean, Joe has a lot of fans. I mean, there, you know, mm, oh, no uh, women across the world are <laughs> swooning for Joe Pike, and, and 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 wimpy guys like me wish we were Joe Pike. So he, he he just feeds all the buttons.
0: We all do, indeed. We've been speaking with Robert Crace. The book is The Promise. It's available everywhere. Great books are sold. Robert, where can people keep up with you and your work?
1: Uh, first of all, my website, robertcrace dot com. There's a lot of additional information there. I'm also on Facebook at The Real Robert Crace because, <laughs> because there's so many imposters. Um, and there's a, you know, there's a lot of uh, photographs, additional information. I also interact a lot with the, uh, with the fans who come onto to the, um, the Facebook page. Uh, and then we have a newsletter that people can sign up for at the website that also gives a lot of stuff and photographs and whatnot that are not available anywhere else.
0: This is Stephen Campbell for CrimeFiction.fm. You can find us on iTunes and on the web at www.crimefiction.fm. If you do stop by the website, please sign up for the email list. I send out an email each Friday with a summary of the week's interviews. It's the best way to keep up with what we're doing and to be sure you don't miss out on great new books like The Promise from Robert Krace. Thanks for listening.